waste of time, let us turn to our Bibles. We'll read from Luke 22. Luke 22, verse 31 to 32. Found it written in this manner. Amen. God bless you, Brother Chetty. We hope you traveled very well today, Ben. Amen. Is it found? Found it written in this manner. And the Lord says, it's Luke 22, from verse 31 to 32. And the Lord said, Simon, Simon, behold, Satan hath a desire to have you. And this evening I must say, many of you, the devil would want, has desired to have you. That he may sift you as wheat. But I have prayed for thee, that thy faith fail not. And when thou art converted, strengthen thy brethren. Uh, Are we together? I hope you you get the sequence there, the desire for Satan to have you. And how does he want to shake you? He sifts you as a wheat. But what strengthens you, it is a prayer that the Lord has prayed for you. That thy faith must not faith. But having faith is not enough. There must be conversion. It does not mean that if one has faith, one is converted. You get that one, folks. You can have faith that can produce miracles, but still be without conversion. When Jesus spoke here, You remember they had returned and they came and said, we have seen miracles taking place. The dumb are able to hear, the the deaf are able to hear, the dumb are able to speak. But it says rejoice not because of the miracles, but rejoice because your names are written in heaven. Are you here? Judas was part of that crowd that came testifying. But yet... He did not have the Holy Ghost. But yet he performed miracles. Already you can see the core of where I'm going. The greatest tragedy in the message, it is a gap between repentance and receiving the baptism of the Holy Ghost. The time in between, it is the most critical time. And but we'll speak about that. Let's bow our heads. Gracious Heavenly Father, we are very much thankful this evening you made it possible for us to be here. And some of us, we have made a pledge for as long as we breathe, we'll make ourselves available in your presence. For as long as we are still giving us the ability to breathe, we will proclaim your name. And dear God, many a times, I've seen how you've given people extra time upon the face of the earth, and by that time they've used it to bring reproach on your name. But let it not be a case with us. Whatever time, extra time that you have allocated to us, we want to bring you honor to your name, dear God. And Lord, here are the believers tonight. We are going to fellowship around the weight because I believe what brought them this way, it is the weight. They're not interested in a lot of things. They just need to hear the weight. And we commit everything to you in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. While you take your seats, just turn the speaker. Amen. I want to speak on the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Amen. The baptism of the Holy Ghost. 
is one I want to speak about this evening. Now, somebody gave me a call from somewhere and said, Pastor G, have you picked up that the the rate or the number of people backsliding is is going higher and higher. I said, sure, uh, I have seen that. The, the number is going higher and higher. And he said, or she said, what do you think the problem could be? Do you think maybe people are being failed? Or is it lack of support? Or it's just that people were not grounded. What do you attribute to this phenomena to? I said, I don't know. I don't think it is the lack of support. I don't think it is because people don't know what they need to do. I think the problem is that We've had too much repentance without the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Are you here, believers? Too much repentance without the baptism of the Holy Ghost. When, when you repent and after you've repented, repented, you remain at that stage. It's a matter of time before you bring reproach to the very thing that you claim that made you to repent. Are you here, church? Hope I'm not scaring you tonight. I'm saying, I've read here where he says to Peter, Peter was a believer, he had repented. Peter had left his denomination, had lost, and followed Jesus. Peter performed, to remember Peter even had the revelation that thou art Christ, the son of the living God. But later, when Christ comes right towards the end of the ministry, he says, Peter, the devil hath desired to have you, that he may sift you as wheat, but I have prayed for thee, that thy faith fail not. When thou art converted, <coughs> now it made me wonder that Peter, despite him having the revelation, despite him experiencing miracles or performing miracles, despite him leaving his family, you remember there was a time he said, we have left our families, but yet Christ says, when you are converted, Strengthen thy brethren. And I realize, why would Jesus say to Peter that, because if you say to somebody, when you are converted, you are acknowledging that they are not converted. Isn't it so? And, and, and why would Jesus say, when thou art converted? Then my prophet comes to tell me, says, when you have not received the baptism of the Holy Ghost, you are not converted. Are we, are we uh, believers? Even before I uh, maybe I run ahead of myself, there is a quotation, Brother Brum says, you can receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost every hour and still go to hell. Now, it made me wonder that for every hour, you receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost, but you can go to hell. But it's when you begin to read further in the weight, where you realize at what level at what channel does the baptism of the Holy Ghost okay? Are you here? To, are you here? Because when, when the Holy Ghost comes and anoints your spirit, you can come with, with songs that move people. You can come with songs that reduce people to tears. You can come to sermons that make people to sit on the edge of their seats. But yet, if the Holy Ghost has not come in contact with the soul, 
It can baptize your spirit every hour or baptize your body every hour, but you will still go to hell. But when the Holy Ghost baptizes your soul, it is, it is now irreversible. Are yes. we together? And I'm, uh, you see, there's got to be a warning so that people become vigilant. If the Holy Ghost only interacts with you at the body realm, at some point in time, you're going to go back to the West. If the Holy Ghost interacts you with only at the spirit level, at some point in time, you're going to go back into the world. Right. But what will remain, what will make you to remain with the message of the hour is when the Holy Ghost has gotten a hold of your soul. Amen. Uh, yeah, people. And, and, and we, are, we, we need to sensitize you, message believers. Because I, I think we normally say, you've got to have the baptism of the Holy Ghost. We keep on emphasizing that, but a lot of times maybe it does not, uh, the point it does not really get home. Brother Brim, in the message, the deity of Jesus Christ, he says, without Christ, without the Holy Ghost, your soul is lost. Remember that. Without the Holy Ghost, and, 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 and when I, I, I bring something here, in the message, the paradox, Brother Brenham, I've often referred to that story where a young boy wanted to get married and Brother Brenham said, listen, I uh, told the father that, listen, I don't think the son must get married because I trace from his maternal side there is a, an unforgiving spirit. And from the paternal side, I see there is an arrogant spirit. And both these two spirits have now converged in the, in the son. And it says, the father said, but my son comes to church. My son has been baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. My son is part of the fellowship. Brother Bram said, I don't care about that. Until that boy is, has received the baptism of the Holy Ghost, he will create hell here on earth for a sister. Are you here, believers? This, the, the young boy had ticked all the boxes. Was he in church? Yes, the box was ticked. Was the young boy spiritual? Yes, the young boy was spiritual. The box was ticked. The young boy, was he baptized? Yes, he was baptized. The box was ticked. But Brother Brenham says, but he still does not have the Holy Ghost. What does it mean? And, and this is where I need you to understand where you, we are. Your role model, you can look up to a pastor or look up to me as a pastor, but I'm not your role model. You can look to any of the elders as a role model. They are not your role model. The role model in the end time, it must be the unadulterated word of the living God. Because people come, people go. But these heavens and earth shall pass away, but these shall never pass away. So you've got to understand what is the standard in your life. Because we are beginning to see where people are beginning to look up to certain people and they begin to, to imitate them so that they can be assimilated in their environment. But a lot of times we have realized that people want to look like other people, but they don't want to look like Christ. Uh, are you here? Uh, I hope you understand. And my young people, you've got to hear me and hear me very well. What will make you to be a distinct believer? That in a world where there's peer pressure, in the world where there is, a, there is an animosity towards Christianity, what is going to make you stand in this hour, it is nothing but the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Are you here, brothers? In the world where there is nakedness, where uh, sex has been visualized, what will make you to remain grounded in the weight and remain unshaken in the weight 
It is nothing but the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Amen. I, I, I hope you are with me, folks. Are you with me? Now, Brother Brenham says, the Holy Ghost, this is in the message, what shall we do with Jesus called Christ? Uh, he says, the Holy Ghost will only point you to the weight. Not to some ecumenical move, not some denomination, but to the word of God. And today I can slot in and say, it will not lead you to some message group. It will lead you to the word of God. Are we together? If you've got a, a human spirit, a human spirit will lead you towards a certain destination. But the prophet says, when you know that it is the word of God, the Holy Ghost, it will lead you to the word of God. And my question always is to say, Brother, let me say, the evidence that you've got to the Holy Ghost, the Holy Ghost has got to lead you to the revealed weight of your hour. Well, are you here, folks? You, you, uh, you can tell me about somebody that has got an awesome testimony, somebody that has got performing awesome miracles, but when all is said and done, I check what the spirit that is upon him, where does that spirit lead him to? And if it does not lead him to the revealed word of the hour, then that spirit is a false spirit. I don't care whether it performs miracles. I don't care whether it raises the day. I don't care what it does. But the Holy Ghost will always lead a believer to the revealed word of the hour. And when I read it, let me put it further. Then after it has led you to the word of the hour, the Holy Ghost will increase the appetite for that revealed word of the hour. What does it mean? It means that daily your appetite for the word is not dwindling, but it is insatiable. It means like it can never be satisfied. The more you hear is the more you want. The more you listen to that tape, it leads you to another tape. You read that spoken way, it leads you to another spoken way. You listen to that sermon, it leads you to that sermon. You listen to this song, it leads you to that song. Because it's moving from glory to glory. When there is a spirit in you, the spirit has got to feed on something. A man that has got a, a spirit of lust, he's got to look for women so that he can satisfy the spirit that is in him. A man that has got a murderous spirit, he's got to look somewhere where he will find a fight so that he can get involved and kill people. Because why? The spirit has got to feed. And when you've got the spirit of God, the spirit of God has got to feed. And the Spirit of God cannot feed on anything except the revealed weight of the hour. Are you here, folks? And I'm telling you, folks, I'm not going to be apologetic. We are not going to be apologetic. And I've said it many a times. This message, it is the only answer in the end time. This message is the only thing that will overcome the devil in the end time. This message, it is the only thing that has got the elements that can bring you into a rapturing state. This message is the only thing that can overcome the devil. Nothing else. I will repeat that. Nothing else. Hallelujah. Nothing else. We've got renowned preachers. Billy Graham is a great man, but his message does not have a rapturing faith. Oral Roberts is a great man, but his message does not have a rapturing faith. Joel Austin is a great man, but his message does not have a rapturing faith. T.D. Jakes is a great man, but his message does not have a rapturing faith. Oh, Credo Dollar has got a wonderful message, but his message has got no rapturing faith. I can go on and on, but I want to say there is only one message that was released in the end time. That has an anointing for the rapture. And that message exclusively is the message of Malachi 4. Do you believe that, folks? This, this message, I don't know whether are you as enthused about this message as I am. This message gives me the assurance. This, give, this message gives me the certainty that I am on the right path. 
Because this message, it is the revealed son of man in the end time. And I'm feeding on that son of man. And I'm saying, if you're not feeding on the message and you're feeding on something else, you become what you eat. What you feed on pri- in private has got a way of coming out in public. I don't have to come in your closet and say, what do you do? I've got to watch your life. What you do in the closet will reflect out in the public. Folks, you can do something in private and feed on something. It will come out. It has a way. It must come out. And if you feed on the weight in private, I know time. Even the people will testify and say, you are peculiar. I hope you are with me. Brother Brenham says in this message, you cannot have fellowship with the world and with the Holy Spirit at the same time. Oh, church. <laughs> uh, folks, you can have one leg in the world and have one leg in the promised land. You cannot have one leg in Egypt and one leg in Canaan. You've got to leave Canaan. You've got to go through the wilderness and you've got to arrive in the promised land. Brother says you can't be drunk and sober at the same time. Either you are drunk or you are sober. You cannot be a, a sin and a saint at the same time. Uh, but uh, have you picked up that people would want to have the best of both worlds? And uh, in our time, they would even come up with a statement. You need to be balanced, brother. Balance for what? Balance for what? No, I need to be 100% balanced here. Not from somewhere to somewhere. I need to be exclusively balanced on the weight. Are we together? So you, you cannot have a fellowship with the world and with the Holy Spirit at the same time. And I'm driving. I, I, I need our young people to be exclusive. I need our people, young people to, to be different. If you serve here at Lighthouse Tabernacle, I need you to look, conduct yourself. It must be exemplary that whoever sees you can say, that sister, there's something about them. Because sometimes how you are reflects where you fellowship. Hallelujah. Do you agree with me? Some people, we don't wait to get to know their pastors. We just look at them and make up what their pastor is teaching them based on the conduct and say, goodness, okay. And some people, we want to know their pastors because of how they behave. So you, and and when you, when you are a part of a body fellowship or a a local body, you don't represent yourself. When you are in the mall, you represent us. From Monday to Sunday, you represent us. And if somebody meets you, they immediately, they make calculations about who we are. That's why I don't believe, young sisters, I don't believe on Sunday wardrobe only. I don't believe in such. I believe how you look on Monday is exactly how you look on Sunday. How you look on Friday is exactly how you look on Sunday. Uh, Can you say amen to that? Are you with me? Amen. Bram says, you've got to abstain from the things of the world. You've got to abstain. Live clean, honorable, upright, and holy. Then the Holy Spirit will dwell with you and will work with you and will perform miracles through you and will heal you and give you joy, peace, and love, and long-suffering, a goodness, gentleness, patience, and faith if you will walk in God's way. There is plenty of Holy Spirit. 
Hallelujah. But but how does it start? You need to disfellowship yourself from the world. You need to abstain from the things of the world. You've got to live a clean, honorable, upright, holy, and then the Holy Spirit begins to come closer to you. Because the Holy Spirit is very timid. Brother Mama says it's like the dove and the lamb. As soon as the nature changes, then the dove flies away. Are you with me, folks? But this evening, I'm glad my prophet say there is plenty of Holy Spirit. Ah, he continues, he says, Christianity is when the Holy Ghost has taken full possession of you and you are led by the Holy Spirit. What does it mean, folks? And I'm saying, Judas left his church. Judas got baptized. Judas testified. Judas had a burden for the poor. Judas was even worried about where the money should be spent. However, when he came to the showdown, he showed his colors before the Holy Spirit could come. Judas was justified, was sanctified, but he was without the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Why is it critical to have the baptism of the Holy Ghost? I've said it many a times. I say you are faced with hundreds of thousands of decisions on daily basis. How many agree with that? There are many times where you've got to say, which way am I going to go? When the Holy Ghost has got the preeminence in your life, the Holy Ghost will guide you. Because the Holy Ghost is a guide. The Holy Ghost will tell, the moment you take the path that the Holy Ghost has not approved, the Holy Ghost will condemn you until you repent and you come back to the God that, this, the path that God has set for you. Are we together? The Holy Ghost is there as the thinking man's filter. It filters the things of the world. The Holy Ghost will tell you that this is wrong, this is wrong, this is right, this is wrong. It is the Holy Ghost. Is not the pastor because the pastor is not with you 24-7. Are we together? It's not the deacon because the deacon is not with you 27. But the Holy Ghost, wherever you go or go, the Holy Ghost is there. It's guiding you. Are we together? Hello, young people. Brother Bram says when you are in a bad company, you are out of the will of the Lord. How many have read about that when he was referring to Samson? The Holy Ghost will even choose friends for you. The Holy Ghost will even choose a partner for you. The Holy Ghost will even choose the church for you. The Holy Ghost will even choose the pastor for you. The Holy Ghost will show you the prophet of the age. The Holy Ghost is the arbiter in the age. Without the Holy Ghost, you cannot be trusted. Because without the Holy Ghost, you are not sober. Brother Muhammad say, take out the Holy Ghost out of a man. He sings lower than an animal. What makes you better than any animal is because there is a, a, a part of God in you. And that part of God is making decisions for you. Are you with me? Brother say, I want to be corrected. I want the Holy Spirit to correct me in things that I'm doing that's wrong. I don't want nothing substitutionary. The Holy Ghost will not accept a substitution in your life. The Holy Ghost will only say, it must be the weight, or the weight, or the weight, or the weight, or the weight. No other option. It has to be the weight. Are we together? How many believe that we are living during a time where the world is giving substitution? How many believe that substitutions are coming back into the message? Hallelujah. Things are being substituted. Are you here, uh, elderly sisters? Are you here, elderly brothers? You begin to see that as time goes by, the devil is forcing us to say, we've got to be understanding. We've got to be accommodating. We don't have to be old-fashioned. Let me tell you, young one, this old-fashioned gospel preserved us when we were still young. And my prophet said, it, it will never lose its power. If it, pre- it preserved grandma, it will preserve ma. 
If it preserved mom, it will preserve the daughter. If it preserved the daughter, it will preserve the granddaughter. Why? Because the same faith that was in Lois is the same faith that was in Eunice and is the same faith that was in Timothy. How we grow, that's exactly how we want you to grow. Don't improve God. God can never improve. The message can never be improved. Are you here? I will repeat, the message can never be improved. Once it was given by the prophet, it was enough. We don't need to improve it. We don't need to tweak it as it is. Give it as it is. Brother Musa, God gave me the message, but I'm looking forward to you to carry the message as it is. Don't change it, folks. Don't change it. It worked for you. How many elderly people are in the building that say, it worked for us? And it will work for our children. And our children must understand it will work for their children. And as long as the rapture has not taken place, it will work for their children's children. Why? The message can never lose its power. Because the message, it is the word of God. We are looking at new converts that have come into the message. In, 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 in a short period of time, they grasp the entire thing. And say, goodness, we, we have been looking for something like this. And folks, let me tell you, we had a Pentecostal pastor here who was my friend and a colleague. He came here the other time, spent time with me. I was shocked during the week and I knew that he's got associate pastors around Weedbank. Then yesterday he just gave me a call and says, hey, pastor, pastor. Uh, how are you? And so I'm keeping up very well. He says, no, there is a family that is relocating from Venda. They are coming to Whitbank. They are looking for a place where they can worship. So I said, there is a church that I know where you will be well catered. Yes. The, young, the young man, made, he studied, he did his uh, Bible school at Gateway. And I said, maybe he should have pointed them at Gateway. Why at us? is because he must have observed them yes. and say these ones they cannot and because in Venda they are still they are still orthodox they may not be believers but in Venda women still are women so he must have said if I send them at any other place there they might get irritated but let me send them to those people why is because he may not worship with us but he acknowledges yes. that what we have will help the people yes. are, are we together but, but, and you need, to take, you need to take credit for that. Because somebody came in your midst, observed you, how you do things, and they turn around and say, it is working. Yeah. The seven Adventists were here, if you remember, a couple of years or three years back. They were here. They told our sisters, and he came to me, the, one of the elders there. He says, listen, we are struggling to get our women right. How do you get your women right? I say, you don't know the baptism of the Holy Ghost. And the baptism of the Holy Ghost cannot come through the preaching. It comes through the message of the hour. You can have a great sermon, but as long as it's not tied up to the message of the hour, it will never give you the baptism of the Holy Ghost. And hear me out, I'm not praising Lighthouse Tabernacle. I'm praising the message. Because Lighthouse Tabernacle is not perfect. It has three kinds of believers. But I'm talking about the bride represented here at Lighthouse Tabernacle, where people look at them and say, goodness, there is something of substance there. Don't promote the church because you don't know what is in the church. Promote the message because you are guaranteed that whatever it is in the message is 100% correct. And I've got a problem with people that go around and say, our church. Our church for what? We are not promoting our church. We are not interested in our church. We are interested in what the word produces in individuals' lives. But we are not to promote the church because we don't spend time with the church people. We don't know what they get up to. You can talk about the church and they turn around and say, no, there is nothing I know that brother that you worship with, we met him at such and such place. Tell them that there are three kinds of believers. But whenever the word of God connects with the right believer, it is bound to produce the result. Are you here, folks? Amen. I hope you're with me. The Holy Ghost. Brother Brenham goes further in the message. Amen. He says, 
the Holocaust will make you live right and be right. And furthermore, it will even make you dress right. Hallelujah. We don't need a mirror. We need the Holy Ghost. I've seen people having a big mirror but getting it horribly wrong. It's not the mirror that you need. You need the mirror of the way. Are we together? And let me tell you, don't be a, a fashionista. Don't go with trends. Just be modest. Uh, I don't know whether it was Sister Lorraine that we were talking the other time about what is being promoted as modest, but is not modest. Have you seen that initially people were looking at the long dress and they were looking down on it, but now it is being promoted. But the devil is very clever because he's a specialist of substitute. He brings a long dress, but it shapes the body. I like how Brother Obed Dioga preached in Zimbabwe and said even all around musicians, he says our musicians are beginning to wear tight pants. And one of the first signs of homosexuality is tight pants. Oh yes, strange things, strange acts. So as a brother, (laughs) make sure when you are dressed, you, your, your body must not show. Uh, we have been, the problem is we have been hitting on the sisters, and the poor sisters, they came until they know that the preachers have beaten up all sides, and we left to the brothers, and the devil said, it's about time I'll go to the brothers. Brothers are wearing white pants, transparent. And they sing, hallelujah, amazing grace. They are, they are blessing, and they are, they are being blessed, but however, no Holy Ghost. And I know the moment we, we preach like this, it, it becomes harder. Isn't it so? And even until the poor preacher say, am I on the right track? Let me tell you something. We have to preach the message the way it has to be preached. Well, what I like in the message, blushing Brahman says, when the message comes, it may be harsher, but it says it will gather the predestinated seed. Are we together? Some can say, no, you guys are old-fashioned. But remember, when you are a farmer and you are interested in organic stuff, there is a, there is a reason why Woolworths and, and you save the price is not the same. Because the chicken in Woolworths has never celebrated even its first birthday. But they always they grow, they are organic. And that's why they can make their products to be priced. Stay with me, there's somewhere I'm going. It's because they are not interested in mass production. They are interested in the quality. And when you raise an organic thing, you must show it must fit on organic stuff. You don't just say organic while it was feeding on junk. It has to feed on organic stuff. Because you become what you eat, and organic cannot be organic if it fits on hybrid stuff. A believer cannot be an organic believer if they fit on hybrid stuff. Are you believers? And when you are, you must remember, if you are there into farming and you want a quick cash, don't, don't try organic stuff because you've got to be patient. But if you are interested in quick bark, you are interested in this uh, genetically modified because the cow, you can feed it in two months. It's a big cow. And then you can sell it. But an organic one, it takes maybe some years. An organic chicken takes some years. But it's quality. A believer, that's why in the message, we don't believe in instant stuff. We believe you coming in, sitting under the quietness of the Spirit, and the Holy Ghost ministers to you, and the Holy Ghost transforms you, and the Holy Ghost indwells you. Then you become of service. Are we together? The problem today, hear me out, the problem today is that somebody comes in today, and we want to make them star. 
Somebody is a great singer. As soon as they come and we say, wow, then he can bless us. No, brethren. No, brethren. Let them take their time under the quietness of the spirit. Are we together? Yes, on certain things, the pastor can make a discretion because the pastor's spirit is the angel of the church. He can look by discernment and check what is happening. But I'm simply saying as a standard, one must be filled with the Holy Ghost. Are we here? And that's why I don't approve. In closing, I do not approve that one can come into the message while they were in Pentecostal. And they come here and they say because they were a preacher there, they're going to be a preacher here. No. Paul was a preacher, but he had to go in the desert of Arabia for three and a half years. And the Holy Spirit had to come and minister to him so that whatever he's going to preach, it must be exactly what Peter was preaching. But had Paul just attempted to preach without waiting upon the Lord, he was going to feed us junk. Uh, Yeah, folks. That's why a preacher must be anointed by the Holy Ghost and must come under the message of Malachi 4. I hope you are with me. I hope you are with me. Are you still with me? Amen. Brahman says, when you are filled with Holy Ghost, when you are filled with God, you are filled with the Holy Ghost. You are filled with power. You are filled with love, with goodness, with meekness, with gentleness, with worship. When you are filled with God, you are filled with the Holy Ghost. And sometimes the Holy Ghost is God in you. And God is love. And when God is love, you cannot know something unless it is brought into an environment that contradicts it. Why? You cannot say it is a light unless it is contradicted by darkness. So you cannot say it is love unless it is contradicted by hatred. You've got to be hated so that we check what is in you. And when you are being hated and you reciprocate that with love, then we know that God resides in this person. Are we together? But the Holy Ghost is a thinking man's filter. The tragedy today, many have repented, baptized, came to church, had books, and they stopped it. And over time, they are being overtaken by spirits. And when they are being overtaken by spirits, other people look around and say, if this is done by the majority, it must be right. No. God does not deal with majority. He deals with minority. He deals with his weight. Are we together? And once we have received the Holy Ghost, Brahman says it changes your habits, it changes your thinking, it changes your perspective, it changes your attitude, it changes your disposition, it changes your, your whole being, how you look at things. And every believer, Brother Brahman, in the message the deity of Jesus Christ, he says, if you are without the baptism of the Holy Ghost, run to the altar until you are filled with the Holy Ghost. Our families are dysfunctional because there is no Holy Ghost. Our churches are dysfunctional because there is no Holy Ghost. Our, our lives are dysfunctional because there is no Holy Ghost. But let me tell you, once the Holy Ghost is in you, and once the Holy Ghost operates in your family, and it operates in your church, you've got a move of God happening there. Are you with me, believers? And the David... Let me put it this way. The devil hates when we talk about this subject. Because it is critical. He knows that if you miss that, you have missed the entire whole thing. Because the devil would want us to have effort 
And Brother Bram in the message, why Christians cannot have victory. He, say, he shows that the reason we don't have victory, a lot of times we shake the pastor's hand. We have our name in the book, and that settles it. That You need to go beyond that. Let me show you what the Spirit of God will do for you. The Spirit of God can make you live a Christian life, even when there is no church in the community. Uh, how do I know? Daniel was in Babylon 68 years. No brother came to fellowship with him. No church, no song. No. So that's why I've got a problem when you say, for me, I need to... I need to be supported so that I can become a believer. For what? Yeah. Uh, you, you, you must be an organic chicken. Yeah. Uh, or organic material, not organic chicken. <laughs> Hallelujah. Please, the devil hijacks that. Or, or be an organic eagle for that matter. But you must be organic. Because the reason I'm using chicken is because the chicken that is not organic, the light must be on 24-7. Yeah. Because as soon as you switch off the light and it cannot locate the food, it will die. It must be pampered. It must. And when and we've got Christians that have got to be packed on the back. Are you fine? Is everything going your way? Are you happy? No, I'm not happy. Change that thing. But some Christians they don't care. They are, they, are, they are there, they want to worship God, whether the environment is not right, whether the environment is right, whether everything goes right, or whether everything goes wrong, they remain being a Christian. They are not being pat on the back because they realize they are soldiers. But some you've got to push them, encourage them. Jesus say, me, I'm tired. I think I'm going to leave this message. Then we go and encourage and say, don't leave. Yeah, you see, and just show the natural benefits that if you leave, this may happen. Okay, no, I'll stay. After six months, I'm going to leave. They happen, those things. But some people, some believers, <laughs> I look at people like Sister Malaza, have been here for many years, unshaken, during tough times, when they had, when they did not have, but they remained in the gospel. And I say, goodness, what? they never come and say, oh, pastor, I've got a question. Uh, you, even their dressing never changes. Yeah. Are we together? Yeah. But some, it's a debate. Oh, now you have resolved the length of the dress. Then the next time is the hair. After you have resolved the hair, then there is something. There's always something on the agenda until you realize that we are, it's just to create an environment. Until you know that if this person was to be transferred somewhere where there is no church, they are gone. But some, if they get transferred where there is no church, another church was going to be born. And I said, God, make me that kind of a believer. And my wish is that God must make you that kind of a believer. A believer that can worship God irrespective of the circumstances. Because why? It's no longer them living. It's Christ in them living. Irrespective of where they are. But I say every message believer must be filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. And if you have long been in the message and you are without it, it's never late to seek it. Amen. Why am I saying that? Amen. If people have been in the message for 33 years until they boost on the internet and say, I've been in the message for 33 years, now I'm done with the message. He thinks 33 years means something. 33 years without the Holy Ghost does not mean anything in the economy of God. But the five minutes with the baptism of the Holy Ghost availeth much. I'm not interested on how long you've been in the message. I'm interested in what did you contain all those years? And you that have long been briefly in the message, you look at the ones that have been long and say, if so and so can do it, who am I? This must be your role model. Not so and so, this must be your role model. And you must remember, others is not because they have backslidden. Some people have got spiritual fatigue. They've just been long on the journey. We are just waiting for God to renew their strength. So don't ever use anyone as a barometer. Use the weight as a barometer. Are we together? And the Holy Ghost, when the guide, the comforter has come, he will teach you all things. 
any truth that he wants you to know, the comforter will teach you. And when you go wrong, the comforter will not pat you on the back, will condemn you until you make it right. And how do you know that you are a, a brother? Remember they write him, this in closing, they write him a letter and somebody says in a question, COD, says, Brother Brenham, I think I must have crossed the line between mercy and judgment. Uh, I don't know what to do. Brother Brenham say, for the mere fact that you felt condemned, it means that there is still something in you. So when the Holy Ghost condemns you, you go back and say, God, I want to change. And never ever grieve the Holy Spirit. It's very, very sensitive. On those words, God bless you, Rachel. How many believe we should carry on on Sunday on the same subject? I will carry on. But you must remember to pray for me because once you have preached this, the devil fights a lot. There are some messages once you have preached them, you get into trouble with the devil, so you must pray. Amen. How many love God? Maybe, okay, let's just see. Brother, maybe let's just say, I don't know whether we can say Jehovah is your name. What a mighty warrior, great in battle. Then we're going to just wrap up in prayer. Amen.
everybody will come and wrap up prayer for us. Amen. for the message that you have brought unto us, Heavenly Father. Humbly you have brought this message, Heavenly Father, to remind us, Heavenly Father, that we shouldn't take things for granted, Heavenly Father, when it comes to your weight, Heavenly Father. We should just be focused all the time, Heavenly Father. As the prophet has said, we must live as if Christ is coming now. We must plan as if Christ is coming hundred years to come, Heavenly Father. Father, we are thankful for this message that you have brought. It's indeed, Heavenly Father, talking to us, Heavenly Father, so that, Heavenly Father, we can, Heavenly Father, always 
try, Heavenly Father, to be in line with your word, Heavenly Father. That's why you say this baptism of the Holy Ghost is a guide, Heavenly Father. Even tonight we can see, Heavenly Father, we're guiding us, Heavenly Father. You are, Heavenly Father, taking care of us, Heavenly Father. If you love us, Heavenly Father, you'll correct us, Heavenly Father. We are thankful for that, Heavenly Father. Bless, Heavenly Father, the pastor who has given this message, Heavenly Father. May you, Heavenly Father, continue to anoint him, Heavenly Father. He has desire, Heavenly Father, even to continue with this subject, Heavenly Father. I pray, Heavenly Father, that you will give him more and more, Heavenly Father. Even us, Heavenly Father, will go and pray, Heavenly Father, and think about this, Heavenly Father, messages, Heavenly Father, so that, Heavenly Father, we can be, Heavenly Father, better Christian, Heavenly Father. Let this world, Heavenly Father, know, Heavenly Father, through us, that Christ is still living in this age, Heavenly Father. When things are falling apart, Heavenly Father, this message shall stand, Heavenly Father. Those that believe you will live, Heavenly Father, they will be like the flower to this message, Heavenly Father. We are thankful, Heavenly Father. We say, Heavenly Father, Bless our families, Heavenly Father. Protect them, Heavenly Father. We know the devil, Heavenly Father, is not happy, Heavenly Father, in all what we are doing, Heavenly Father. Give us that desire, Heavenly Father, to be in your house, Heavenly Father, so that we can hear such, Heavenly Father. Father, hear your children, Heavenly Father, sons sons and daughters, Heavenly Father. They have a Heavenly Father being here, Heavenly Father, only for one thing, to be blessed, Heavenly Father. May you bless them, Heavenly Father. You know what is their heart's desire. May you, Heavenly Father, descend, Heavenly Father, and touch them, Heavenly Father. Those that are sick, Heavenly Father, when they leave this place, they may be healed, Heavenly Father. Those... Heavenly Father, that are full of questions but no answers, Heavenly Father. We hope through this message, Heavenly Father, because we have said in your word where two or three are gathered, thou shalt be in the midst. We know, Heavenly Father, they have answers, Heavenly Father. Bless each and every one, Heavenly Father, even those that couldn't make it, Heavenly Father. We pray, Heavenly Father, when we assemble next time so that they might be here, Heavenly Father. Bless each and every one ask for traveling mercy as we go through heavenly father when we bless this service heavenly father we commit everything to you in the name of our lord and savior jesus christ we pray amen amen Is it such a beautiful song? 